Hi, my name is Omkar Singh Tinsa, and I'm from Los Angeles, California. It's where I grew up, and I'm a personal fitness trainer. Uh, I'm a writer and I'm an actor, and I'm with Deepika and Anuz on the podcast at the end of the day. Omkar, thank you so much for your time. Of course. I'm excited to be here. Yes. To talk to you guys. Mm, so we have to give a quick disclosure. Onkar and I we met at uh, the moth at one of the moth storytelling workshop that happened in the moth's office in New York City yeah. a couple of months back. Mm, back and sure, yeah. yeah, that's how we connected and learned about each other. Just wondering, what does a fitness trainer do? What yeah. is a fitness trainer? Yeah, yeah I don't understand. It sounds so fancy for me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Fancy, yeah. Yeah. it sounds cool and trendy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what do you guys do? What do you do? <laughs> um, so we work people out, definitely. But I think it goes a lot deeper than that. I think um, for from my experiences, it, you know, and my own personal experience, and then also just with people I work with, mm -hmm. like anytime you're like doing something of that big of a change, right? These are people. The people that I work with, they're not your you know, your average gym goer that goes to the gym and no, like, you know, like has a lot of, these are people that don't work out, you know, getting to help them with um, their growth, both physically and mentally too, because anytime you're looking to make that kind of change, like it's it's a lot on, on the inside as well. You know, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of courage, you know, you have to make room for it. It's not just like, oh, okay, you know, it's uh, six o'clock, I gotta go to my session. Mm -hmm. No, it, like it takes a lot. Like now you have to sleep different, now you have to eat different, like you have to, take care of yourself more and um so yeah so i think it it, it involves all of that so uh, i guess it is a little fancy but i i see myself more as a as a coach like i'm motivating them mm -hmm. i'm training them I'm, I'm teaching them how to move how to be courageous how to uh connect with themselves that's a, that's a really big one you know okay. connecting with yourself mm -hmm. you know a lot of us i think like especially in the southeast asian community i think like we have a culture of like not expressing our emotions so much. Yeah. And I think, I mean, me too, I have the same problem. And I think what's helped me is to connect with my body. You mm. know, like if I can connect with my body, if I can connect with like my physical pain, then that can help me connect with my emotional pain too. Uh, Deepika was uh, you know, showing me your personal website where I stumbled upon one of your blogs where you mentioned, where you revealed how you became a fit fitness trainer yeah so we want to hear that story for our audience absolutely yeah so like i said my it's it's all a relationship with with it you know so I, like i said i've always grown up like being very active but i think it started for me when i was um when i was 26 so i, I used to uh, i grew up in la i went to new orleans when i was 23 to begin uh, so my my professional career i guess started out as a teacher so i used to be a teacher mm -hmm. so i taught high school math um so i taught in new orleans for two years um, I think that was my first time as an adult, you know, going away from home and a lot of things I think came up for me where I guess I saw my shortcomings, you know, mm -hmm. things I didn't like about myself. Um, you know, like I was drinking a lot. I was um, ending up with women that weren't good for me mm -hmm. and it was basically abusive. I didn't, I wasn't seeing my own worth, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was also very lonely out, you know, there but without my family. and so. Mm -hmm. I was not in a good place and so I came back to LA and I was actually just looking for a cheap gym to work out at you mm. know because they're so expensive right and so my friend told me about this gym right near me and um, where I lived and it was actually a private gym that two bodybuilders opened up so it was, it's like you know you go in there and everybody's like really big and it's like intimidating kind of, you know? <laughs> and like and, and I was super skinny at the time so you know like they were kind of like laughing at me too like oh look at this new guy you know he doesn't really know too much and mm. whatever and, um, but I slowly, like, you know, I, I, I humbled myself and I just kind of 
like I, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of making excuses, you know? I'm tired of saying like, oh, you know, like, you know, oh, black people, like black guys, they have really good genes. Like, that's why, you know, they have the abs. And mm-hmm. oh, I'm Punjabi, you know, we don't have the genes. So mm-hmm. it's not going to happen for me. And I was like, you know, I'm tired of, you know, that like stereotyping myself. And mm-hmm. I, I want to get past this. So I, I was like, you know what, whatever. I'm going to just keep asking questions. And I just, I, I, I it was it was more of a personal hurdle for me that mm-hmm. I, I just got over. And I, you know, um, you know, like getting over that pride, you know, mm-hmm. getting over your pride and just going and like asking and asking. And so that's where I really got the confidence and just changed like my body. I mm-hmm. think that's where it came from. So just transforming my body, you know, going from like a skinny kid to getting really big and then like, you know, like leaning out. That was like amazing. I didn't think I could do that. And I didn't think it was so empowering that from there, um, you know, you when you get to a place like that, you feel so good about yourself. I mean, I don't know about other people, but for me, like, I get to a place where, like, I, I can't help but want to help other people do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody looks at you like, oh, wow, Amkar, like, how did you do that? And so I think that's how it started. I was like, you know, I want to help people do this. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was still a teacher. And um, so I was kind of, like, seesawing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I hadn't made the full dive, but I was um, I was on Instagram. I started posting pictures of, like, my fitness journey, mm-hmm. and I began modeling. And um, so, but then I was like, okay, I want to help people with fitness as well. So I began personal training a little bit in LA while I was still a teacher. So I would like write people plans, you know, just kind of like on documents and send it to them like, oh, do this. But I knew that wasn't enough because I'm like, look, you know, you can, you can find workouts on the internet, you know, that's, that's not what a trainer is for. Right. You can find that. But that individualized experience of like, what, what does this person need? You know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we are, we all need different things. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I've been running and I've been active since I was a kid. I don't need the, the same knowledge and the same preparation that somebody else might. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to really, like, help people with that. And so when I made the dive to move to New York, I was like, okay, I want to go there and I want to act and I want to model. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I'm going to pay for things as I'm there, but yeah. um, I knew that fitness was how I was going to do it. So, But what made you come to New York from L.A.? So growing up, so um, grew up in L.A. and I grew up in a I'm Punjabi Sikh, so I grew up in a very orthodox family. My parents are what you call in Punjabi Amritari, mm-hmm. which means they're fully... I guess the English word is baptized, baptized oh. into the religion. Like right. they're fully committed, right? They wear the turban. They don't cut their hair or like my dad, you know, but uh, women, you know, don't cut their hair. They pray They're, you know, so um, I grew up in that household. And that was very interesting for me because um, it, it was literally a dichotomy of, you know, two worlds where I have my Punjabi Sikh identity at home. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I embraced it or not, that was what it was, you know? So I think that was interesting. Something I'm still reflecting on, like, you know, like that's what I was born into, but how much of it is that still a part of me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, still figuring that out. But I think that was one part. And then on the other side, you know, being, uh, I, I mean, I was born here, you know? So I'm a first generation kid, you know, I have a turban on my head. And I'm going to preschool and I'm going to kindergarten. I'm going to first grade, you know, like I'm, I'm a baby and I'm the only one with a, with a butka, the, right. the mini turban. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like kids are asking questions. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you get a lot of anxiousness and a lot of fear, just like not knowing how to, you know, portray yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why do you what are you eating? Like, you know, you eat different foods and mm-hmm. you're, you look very different. And I and I didn't realize it at the time, obviously, you know, you're too young to realize yeah. these things. Yeah. But it's a lot of anxiety for a kid, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have to explain these things and to always be nervous about what the kid, what other kids might say. It's already such a very like socially um, pressuring time. Mm-hmm. 
so I feel like as I got older, um, it didn't get easier because um, I think the the way Sikhs and Muslims were viewed in this country drastically changed when I was in middle school. When I was in sixth grade is when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, today is the uh, 14th. So we just actually celebrated the 18th yeah. year anniversary. Yeah. And it's crazy, but like 18 years later, it, like I still grieve like what I should have had, you know, the childhood I should have had mm-hmm. if, if that didn't, you know, really scar me so so much but i mean you know september 11th happened and i think that's where things really took a turn for me mm-hmm. because the next day i mean the same day actually they started showing pictures of bin laden yeah you know like this is the guy that did it and i mean he wears a round turban yeah, yeah. and a lot of sikhs wear round turbans too true, true and you know and so that was it you know like literally the next day i had this girl i was actually just you know a blog post about it like you know she called me bin laden literally the oh. next day yeah. As, and I'm 11, you know, and I didn't know, you know, I just kind of laughed it off. But I mean, that's how it was, you know, just being called Bin Laden and, you know, being called a terrorist and oh. by kids at school, but also adults, too. You know, I oh. remember like I was on a field trip and these two guys in the quad, we were just walking in a line. I'm, I'm, I'm Again, I'm 11. And these two grown men like, hey, E.T., go home, like go back to your country. Oh. And um, it's it was like very traumatizing um, to just, you know be in this country to feel like you're 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 american but mm-hmm. to not connect and to just be alienated that way mm-hmm. um so it, you know i i don't think i can i, I think i'm still trying to feel that pain mm-hmm. you know um but yeah so i think it just kind of continued throughout middle school for me and high school um and um the toughest part was also the fact that i was very different at school i was the only one with a turban me and my sister were the only Indians, even right. so, oh. at our at my school. So yeah, in Southern California, there aren't that many Sikhs and mm-hmm. definitely not Indians. Um, so I went to school predominantly with Hispanics, mm-hmm. and um, so that was one side of it. And then at home, it's like my parents are religious, and you know, to them, they're immigrants. Like we mm-hmm. came to this country to give you a better life, but you know, we want to preserve our culture too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, oh well, you know, th- you know. I, so you you still have that culture of emotional suppression and you still have you know what other people think that's also really important <laughs> yeah, in our culture it's right? a very right. important part so if you put those two things on top of all the bullying I was getting at school mm-hmm. didn't make it any easier right. because I'm dealing with this stuff at school I'm too embarrassed to tell even my family about it so I'm, I'm just like bottling it in mm-hmm. you know I'm just holding it in mm-hmm. and um, that was like I think the biggest thing that messed me up you know just holding it in and like oh no I can like I can deal with this myself and then going home and having like my parents really like you know oh no this is important like our identity but you know it's like I'm struggling with my identity because my identity my identity is why I'm getting made fun of you know Mm. so I think like you know as I got older I just like realized how much bitterness and resentment I had Mm -hmm. about my religion about my parents like you know having to do something that then made me get so much ridicule and bullying for, you know? So it was like a tough cycle. And I think it like really, those those issues like were very traumatizing. And then into my adulthood, they lead to different things, you know? I think people don't really always make the connection. Like, why am I, why do I drink so much? Why do I party so much? Why do I, Mm -hmm. this and that? It comes back to traumatizing things that happened in your childhood, you Mm -hmm. know? Like for me, I was really bothered by it. I would always go after these like pretty girls but they had no respect for me you know like they only wanted to talk to me like when it was convenient for them Mm -hmm. like I was a nice guy you know Mm -hmm. and so 
like a lot of things came up. I was always angry. I didn't know how to connect. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to be vulnerable. Like so, these start, things start to come up in my adulthood. And like I'm in college now, and I'm wondering like, why am I like this? And and you know, and so and I know I have this pain, but I don't know how to deal with it because I wasn't taught how to deal with my emotions either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think all of these things together is why I studied psychology mm-hmm. and then once one even in college i was always helping kids i loved i love kids in general mm-hmm. but because of i think my experiences like you know like i realized how you know we all have problems yes yeah. mm-hmm. as adults we have an adult brain though you know mm-hmm. so we we can like you know um like handle them but as a kid you know you don't know any better and yeah. it's hard mm-hmm. for you to process that and so that's why i think i got into the world the, the world of like wanting to teach mm-hmm. and wanting to help kids and so that's where it started. And I wanted to go into psychology to get a PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what actually brought me to New York, where I was I was here for a PhD interview, school interview. Mm-hmm. This was in 2017 in February. So it was um, the school interview. And uh, at the same time, it was Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of started. I came for the interview. I ended up walking in a couple of shows. Wow. And then I just like fell in love. I was like, I want to come here and I want to mm-hmm. move and I want to do this. So that's kind of how it started, yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. And you also wrote a book, uh, Growing Pains. When did you write this book and what is this book all about? I know a little bit about, about this book, yeah. so let's tell our audience. Yeah, yeah, Growing Pains. Um, so this book basically kind of starts with what I, what I was talking about with mm-hmm. my journey of moving back from, it starts with, so I'm 29 now, yeah. about to be 30 soon, but this starts with basically me um, at 26. So mm-hmm. um, when I first, moved back to LA Mm -hmm. it starts kind of there you know I felt very broken Mm -hmm. in a bad place and you know I I had just gone out of a relationship and again a relationship where I just gave and gave and gave and Mm -hmm. I was like I'm tired of this you know I can't keep doing you know keep it into these same patterns and so it starts with that starts starts with heartbreak and it's kind of my journey into really transforming myself right right. Um, I use a lot of fitness obviously because I changed my body but Mm -hmm. It, it's all work on the inside and I and then I so it's it's broken into passages growing pains is a story about me kind of unpacking all the things that were holding me back mm-hmm. and um, so it goes back into my childhood goes back into like dating experiences relationship with my parents sister like and it's broken into passages so little lessons that you know you can learn throughout the book um, and I've been reading the book and I can I would highly recommend reading this book because Trust me, you will definitely relate to all the contents that is written in this book and you will relate on a personal level and you you will see yourself in so many of these passages, so many of these words. It's really encouraging and really inspiring, especially in today's world when there is so much of competition going around and we also have the fear of, okay, people are looking at me, look, mm-hmm. they are measuring my progress and all. So. It, it, it is really helpful. And Onkar, I was uh, talking to you about the blog post, which I uh, read. I haven't read the book, though. Okay. Uh, you were quite revealing in your blog post, like you poured your heart out. You, know, you didn't hide anything. I know. And I, Weren't you scared when you were uh, dipping uh, those words out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you referring to the, uh, the blog the post, post about yeah. depression? Right, right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that was so that was actually, and that's another thing. Let me let me. So um, I went through my worst depression. I'll say it now too. Yeah, this mm-hmm. past fall, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's important to mention because, you know, I I I had a lot of pain when I was 26, and I transformed my body. But guys, like I'm a I'm a personal trainer. Going to the gym is not going to heal your inner pain. Uh, let right. me say this now. You mm-hmm. know, like it was nice to to look great. 
but it still caught up to me you know right. like that pain still caught up to me i i used the momentum to like you know start you know modeling and acting and i moved to new york and and, and all this good stuff happened this book happened you know in that yeah. time too but right. but i but i still got depressed because i didn't deal with that that stuff you know mm -hmm. from my childhood and so that's where the depression came from and i think like when you get to that point you're just like okay this is what's important you know i think you just get perspective you know and um i think i've always just been growing up like because i was never able to fully be myself at school you know i was always different and then in my community i was never sick enough you know i didn't oh are you praying like i get my you know i get my uh chin observed oh are you trimming your beard like mm -hmm. so I, i could never i was always being judged and always um had to hide something about myself so i was just tired of it you know like i knew that for me like if i need if i was going to grow like i have to just put it out there and and um it is hard it's still hard you know yeah. like um you know like the last post i had on instagram i was telling you about it was mm -hmm. about it's a 9-11 post because 18 years later like i'm still very moved and emotional i was i cried a lot on wednesday you know like mm -hmm. just grieving like you know how painful that experience was for me and i was crying while i was writing the post but and I, even when i put it out there i was like oh you know it feels like um very revealing knowing that someone exposing mm -hmm. you feel exposed you Dang. know like all these people are looking at this but and they will judge you and they will judge me and yeah. then but then i just find solace and knowing that i'm i'm helping people right. and and that's so as long as you know why you're doing it um then then it's then it's all in good intentions then you have to just remind yourself like okay like this is helping me heal and it's going to help other people heal too Um, if I can be brave, I can teach somebody else to be brave too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Onga, let's let's come to your career again. So, how did you jumpstart your fitness, your career as a fitness trainer in New York City? In a professional in level. In a professional level, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. That's so crazy because yeah. that was very hard. That was very hard. I mean, there was a time where um, my rent was like, you know, like seventeen seventeen hundred, and I wasn't making that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like just using my savings, and I'm like, oh my god, like I need more. I need clients. Yeah. You know, I need I need money, and especially in New York City, right. you know. Um, I knew I wanted to be here. I need. I knew I needed to be here. Um, I knew I wasn't gonna live in Jersey because that would give me such a headache to right. like come every day, um, and so it was tough and I had to get creative. So when I first moved here, I actually was with a gym mm -hmm. with Equinox. So I was I was training at Equinox. And I learned a lot of good things there, but I had to make a tough decision and, and leave because it took over my life. It took over mm -hmm. my whole day, right. and I was just living there. I'd like come in at like 5 a.m. I'd leave in the nighttime. I was like, okay, I didn't come oh. here to you know mm -hmm. live at Equinox. So right. I I made the decision like after a couple months of being here to just go off on my own, mm -hmm. and that was very difficult. I mean, we're talking about uh, making flyers. Uh, sneaking into buildings mm. with with gyms, you know, past the doormat, right, right, right. and I would just go to the top, just like by each unit, just like flyering, you know. Oh. So just starting out like that. That's when I made the website too. So right. I made the website and um, a lot of just promotion, and mm. it it takes patience too. I think, excuse me. Um, now I'm at a great place, mm -hmm. but it's taken time, and um, I think what's what's also helped is yeah, just like you know, perseverance, you know, putting yourself out there. Um, and then also like the some of the clients that I've had since the get-go they're like you know they're transformed now because I've, I've had clients now for over a year now so yeah. you know now they're recommending people and mm -hmm. so it's working out great now but um, it definitely took a, a while to get to this point so right how long how long is a while um, a while <laughs> I would say a year and a half yeah right over a year and a half of just struggling to mm -hmm. to get to that place and so 
you know, that included doing things I didn't want to do, but mm. you know. Such as? Such as um, being a bartender, mm. as a bartender. Right. Um, I worked with uh, model staffing agencies, you know, just like, mm. you know, looking pretty, dressing in black and just serving food, you know, right, like right, right. being on your feet for eight hours, which right, I don't right. like doing. Mm. And um, so, yeah, like just things like that, uh, which were nice experiences, you know. I think I always wanted to bartend. It sounds sexy, you know, like <laughs> bartend, you know, like uh, get tips mm. and, you know, make a lot of money, but mm. you don't really... I mean, it wasn't that lucrative, I don't mm-hmm. think, but it was it was still a cool experience for me, and um, I'm glad I did it. But um, it was all kind of part of the part of the journey. Right. If anybody would like to reach out to you for career advice or for some, uh, you know, g- guidance in their yeah. career upheavals, how would they reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say to just um, go. Th- you can go through the website. You can go through Instagram. If you just you know look up my name, it's at, or my tag is OS uh, Dinsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just look that up and then just message me. Um, and about career, but also just personal. Um, if a- anything I said like really related or you know stuck with you, please feel free to reach out. Um, you know, read through my content, and if, if you really want to talk to me as well, and I can help, I I love to help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like I said, you know, when um, when you go through certain experiences and if you can help someone like alleviate and make it a little easier for them mm-hmm. um, by all means I, I, I definitely do that okay thank you so much Omkar for this wonderful episode of course of course thank you guys for having me yeah. thank you Omkar thank you guys <laughs> alright and before we sign up we would like to thank the English speaking union Arnik for providing us this wonderful wonderful space for providing us this wonderful space to record the conversation with Onkar. and if you are a new immigrant in the USA please get in touch with ESU Arnik because they provide free English classes and professional development classes and so definitely reach out to the ESU Arnik and yeah if you want to watch and listen to our previous episodes so do log in to podcast at theendoftheday.com and do subscribe us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find our podcast. Yes. So it's time to say bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, guys. A quick note. If you have a personal story that you think might be helpful to the newly arriving immigrants in the U.S., please contact us. We would love to feature you in our podcast. Go to our website, podcast at the end of the day.com and write to us by going to the feedback section and by the way if you love this podcast you can support us with a small donation your help will enable us to continue producing more episodes the link to support our podcast is in the description below